You already know that Illegal Pete's makes delicious, mission-style Mexican food. But did you know that Illegal Pete's uses its marketing funds to support Colorado creative talent that we love? We support the Denver Diatribe podcast, the Grolix Comedy Showcase, Rocky Mountain Roller Girls, the Yellow Designs BMX Stunt Team, Apex Movement Parkour Team, the Underground Music Showcase, and more. We even have our own record label, The Greater Than Collective, with albums by The Epilogues, Snake Rattle Rattlesnake, Esme Patterson, Ian Cook, and comedian Ben Roy, and a starving artist program that feeds out-of-town bands traveling in Colorado for free. Illegal Pete's. We're more than just a restaurant. So, let us put our food, and music, and comedy, and sports, inside you. Please. Please. Denver, Denver, I'm run Denver, 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 I'm run Denver, I'm run Denver, 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 Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, the world's only podcast exclusively about Denver, Colorado. Except when we're talking about methamphetamines in northern New Mexico or movies in Fort Collins, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we, we're pretty exclusively focused on Denver, except for those times that we are completely when, not focused when on we're Denver. Not. All right, hi, I'm Ron Doyle, and today we are getting we're, we're getting our center back. We're getting focused. We are talking about Colorado's latest rebranding attempts, dying lions at the Denver Zoo, and the High Plains Comedy Festival. Joining me today at Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower is co-host Jared Mayer. Hi, Jared. Hey, Ron. It's nice to see you. It's I know. Been, it's been, it has been a while. It's been a while, except for like passing ships in the night sort of situation, dropping suitcases and baby seats off to to one another yeah <laughs> baby seats yeah we, we have we have uh yeah we have shared custody of uh, <laughs> of a child we adopted together wow. yeah and and our special guest uh co-founder of the high plains comedy festival and andy kaufman lookalike <laughs> andy jewett thanks hey everybody <laughs> i'm back a year later it feels so good. It feels so good. Yeah, 365 this, yeah, days. Second second time I think for so. you on the diatribe. I think so. That's nice to have. First nice time to in the clock tower, though. First time in the clock tower, yeah. I know you guys probably talk about it. Well, yeah, I've heard it referred to, but for those listening at home or on any device of any kind, we're in an incredible, immaculate marble room. And it's the Daniels? What is it? Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower. Okay, I just the historic. Clock tower. I have no idea. Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower. We are <sighs> in the boardroom. Man, there's like a marble toilet and like a pedestal sink, and just it's unbelievable. Yeah, and a mini fridge. And a mini fridge, just like a dorm in college. It's yeah, real yeah. Nice. So if you need exactly, <laughs> you need small, single-serving health food. Just put it in the crisper. Put it in the crisper. And then if you need to run a high-powered board meeting or some sort of prohibition underground meeting with like rich people wagging canes this would be a great room for that too for example if you wanted to have a big swanky meeting about how to put colorado on the map because colorado Man. nobody knows about colorado and we need to do <laughs> nobody this. knows nobody's heard of us before That's... we're we're invisible and so really the solution to that is a logo an ugly logo um right now colorado is going have have either of you seen the uh, making Colorado campaign stuff going on online? I don't think uh, so. And so this is this this is the state government. Some agency. This is this is, is the this is the state of Colorado has decided they are going to rebrand Colorado uh, with a unified brand and logo uh, that they can use for promoting things. This could be all the way from you know their 
their letterhead and business cards to possibly even changing the license plates here in Colorado. Uh, they're, they're talking about what they're going to do. They're trying to come up with a logo and maybe a slogan as well. Uh, hmm. the, the whole effort uh, is being headed by Aaron Kennedy. You, anybody, either of you recognize no, that, that name? Like from- he's, he's, he's the, uh, he is one of the mag- magnates of the Noodles and Company empire. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Who, uh, he, he has been working uh, for the state of Colorado for a dollar a year uh, for the last couple of years um, in their marketing department, in their, uh, to help them out with this sort of thing. So this is his baby. Mm. This is his plan. He has other people from places like Crocs, and the Stanley Hotel, they're helping him come up with this unified thing. And have either of you seen the logos? I, I've seen some of the... Can I show you the it. logos? Show me. I want to show you the logos. And folks uh, listening at home, we're going to describe these for you. I want, I'm want. i going to show one to Jared, and I'm going to have him describe it. And then I'm going to show one to Andy, I'm going to have him describe it. So then uh, see see how well you can describe it. It's, it's They're pretty complex. So, so the first one here, I'm going to give... I'm going to show to Jared... There, Jared. There's okay. there's the first logo. So the first logo that I'm looking at, uh, this is one by the artist Evan Hickox or Hickox. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's, it's like a it's a triangle with uh, at, uh, kind of blacked out with a uh, little white at the top to the signify s- a mountain. The snow capped triangle that just says the letter C O, and then under it it says Colorado. It looks like like a Go Auto Nation logo, except CO with a mountain. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely, it is it is wow. the it is the Go Auto logo. It, it looks like it, I mean, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I, I don't know how. I've, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be stepping on your thing here, Jared. Yeah, wait, wait, what are you doing in here? I'm the one that's supposed to be describing this. Oh, so, so it, it also looks a bit like a yield sign. Uh, in, in it's, and they, they have this, you know, they do it in different treatments, lots of different colors, but the one they've, they've been presenting swinging around is the classic Colorado green, like our license plates. Uh, so now I'm going to show you the next one, Andy, this one's for you. This one's a little harder. Oh my God. (laughs) It literally (laughs) to describe guys. I may post a picture of this later. It literally is a straight line (laughs) about an inch of white space (laughs) (laughs) and then C and O. So, co- color me mind blown, everybody. <laughs> and Be- between between these two logos, the one that has the same font that looks like a teeny little mountain, that's like an up like a yield sign that looks like a mountain, basically upside right. down. Yeah, yeah that yeah. says C O Colorado, and the one that's just a single line that anybody could draw, and then a, the letters C and O. I mean, they're definitely simple and clean. Like I respect the design, but I don't know why we're doing this. Why sure. are we doing this? So, so uh, no. I feel like I'm going to show it. you. I'm going to show you just one more. Oh yeah. Uh, one more. I want to show to you, uh, and uh, Jared, I'll have you. I'll have okay, you describe this one. Okay. So this, this one, one is just a black rectangle <laughs> with the words with the word Colorado in the middle, and then kind of up in the upper right of Colorado above the O, there is another rectangle. Yeah, it like like an asterisk. It's like the asterisk. By the way, Colorado is square. It's, now, it's like yeah, but yeah. this is a subtly reminded. It, well, it is a rectangle. It, and is Col- Colorado more rectangular or more square? Well, that's debatable. This looks, that's this a, looks that's too a good, rectangular. That's Colorado, a this good is like question. That looks like it might Alaska not be proportional. Shape. Yeah, like it, it. Yeah, it is. It's a little longer verging, than it needs to be. It is verging on Kansas shape. Yeah. 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 You're right. Now, I'm not one to have too much of a crazy libertarian streak, but. <laughs> I feel like this would be a pretty good argument for some people who'd be like, 
hey guys, I'm paying taxes. Uh, maybe a little less logo excitement because really they didn't really. I don't know that they achieved a whole lot, did they? Well, they like. They I feel still... like any graphic designer and any of our respective companies that was good mm-hmm. could come up with that. And you'd just be like, hey, which one do you like? And you'd vote and have donuts at, at a coffee meeting. Well, that's like basically at, how, at they're, how they're doing this. They are bragging that they are the most inclusive, collaborative, and ambitious branding effort ever undertaken by any state in the entire well, nation. That, that's cool, but we have a pretty cool flag already. Why don't we just do that? Exactly. This, this is the question. Do you think Colorado really needs a logo in the first place? Or does it already have one? Is the state, is the state flag already sufficient as a logo? Well, every state ha- does does this, and cities do it all the time. They have some sort of graphical thing that will represent um, the city, and it goes on their letterhead and the statewide and things like that. So it does have to be it has immediately to exist. recognizable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've always been partial to the colorful Colorado signs. Welcome to Colorado, which which is the state, which is one of the earlier uh, logo, one of the earlier That's Colorado brands. Colorado. Yeah. So I guess. Oh, I know it's like uh, a lot of the brands that you see like on television, like bugged logos in the corner. They haven't changed like ABC and CBS. They're always the same and whatever. And then you see logos that change all the time Constantly. And, you can, and, and you can never keep up with them and you don't know what they mean. I feel like we'd probably be just fine using, <laughs> using the existing well, Colorado flag. Think like, a- I feel like it's a lot of effort. Do other states have logos? Can you think of another state that is associated with a logo? Like, no. Do those no. one come to mind? No. Mm-hmm. No. Michigan, I guess, uses this, the shape of the, the silhouette of the uh, map of the state because it looks like a, a mitten with the Upper Peninsula versus their flag because their flag doesn't work. It's like this weird shield, and then there's two deer like rearing up on the shield. <laughs> so it, pro- it kind of looks like it sounds pretty someone who lives in a me. manor made a family crest. Oh, okay. And... Okay. Uh, <laughs> that that's probably not the best representation of the state. So I get that, but I don't know. I guess I'm not ups- upset about it. I, I'm portraying I, I, more upset. I suppose I, th- I think I really uh, you know New York may have the I Heart NY. Yeah, there you go. There, if that right. if that is in fact, I don't know if that's owned by the city or by the state. No, that's or if not. It's you just, just associate it with New York. I mean, it's Does, it was a T-shirt. Didn't somebody own that though, or design that? Isn't somebody getting crazy rich off that, or did they sell it like a long time ago? I'm not to, I, to I like the state or something. I don't know. That's the, these are the. Questions. I feel like some. I feel like Warhol or someone designed it. Huh. Entire, it's, it's probably not Andy Warhol. It's That's entirely probably poss- not right. It's but it's something. Possible. It's somebody like that. You'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. I feel like I heard that. I should really. But I mean, if you are to on logo work, <laughs> <laughs> if you are to have something that people not from Colorado, nationwide across the world, would actually associate it with Colorado, I think you need to design a logo that's kind of like a collage. Of faces, John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> okay. Uh, Check. Uh, uh, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Aurora shooter. Yes. Um, John Elway. John Elway. Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, Keep going. John Denver. John Denver, of course, naturally. And, uh, you know, maybe Eric just, Harris and Dylan Klebold. Because that's, that's all that people like. Maybe a dude just dropping out of a helicopter, but, dressed like he's going to Red Rocks doing ecstasy. Yeah, oh, yeah, like a tank top, but but in in South Park cartoon form. There you go. That would be perfect. See that that this, my friends, sounds much more like something <laughs> I can get behind. Hey, marketing behind. department, we'd like to see a pastiche that matches our demographic makeup. <laughs> this isn't about Gary in graphic design giving him a pr- promotion and having him be, make the next iHeart New York logo. This is about our state and our land. Get with it. Yeah. 
<laughs> a lot of, yeah. just I'm just trying to create anger and controversy. <laughs> trying to stew the pot. I mean, it's really hard to get I mean are you kidding me? Up a, a a peak with the letters C and O in it? Crazy. Literally every like my day job is like literally you know helping run media companies or whatever. Every radio station I've ever worked with so, when there's a new format, every version of every format regardless of format ever has always contained one draft or one of the ideas of the 10 or 20 is mountains with the freaking license plate. I have worked at a station that was the license plate with just the, the letters. So I feel like it's a little overdone yeah. and I don't know. It, it goes to show you that you can go to college, do really well and then justify a crazy amount of, uh, laboring over, a branding and image change. Well, I, you know, I, I do, I do <laughs> I graphic design work and I'm super fascinated by this stuff and I think it's great. I'm minimizing fine. it, Ron. It is a, not a worthwhile cause at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing or what graphic design is about, but I, I don't, I don't in this particular case, see the point. I have no idea why it's happening. And I, and I'm scared to know how much money is being spent on it. So what's what's the next stage in the process? So the next stage is they, they are going to be, uh, they are now, uh, Taking feedback, uh, they're still so. So the, what they say is they are still struggling to understand how of all how all of this fits within the branding and advertising the state already is doing. Um, should it replace it or augment it? Um, they're they're not sure exactly what they want to do with it. But the, what they what the ultimate goal is to have this unified thing. So as a state, we all have this little stamp that we can sort of follow around. We can take on. Maybe it's because of this, this Colorado State flag is public domain and anybody can use it and we can turn it into things. Yeah, I that, can that I be. can take the C and turn it into the the Millennium Falcon and mm-hmm. sell it as T-shirts. Uh, and maybe that's why they want their own thing. I'm not really sure. I really what I feel like is we have retired rich guy from uh, Noodles and Company who has no, nothing better to do with his time and he's really pushing this as his pet project and he thinks it's important when it's probably not. Yeah, it is kind of funny that he would end up uh, there in the governor's office uh, running this this campaign. It's you know, not It's not like a company. It, okay, yes, states should be sort maybe perhaps, depending on how you want to argue politics, states should be run like companies. They could be run more efficiently. But it can't go out of business. In the same way that a company, you can't, it's not like uh, Colorado has just been bought by Kansas. It's well, not- it sounds like he's volunteering his time, and it sounds like the Denver diatribe is staunchly anti-business. Yes. So that's, that's what yes. I'm getting out of this. Yes. Can't you let the noodles man run rampant through our government? And I feel like the, the draft of the logo that we looked at that just has a straight line above the letter C and O might benefit if they were in the Crocs font but made of noodles. Totally. And then you might know that if something's up. If the top up. line was a, noodle, <laughs> then you might, was a penne noodle. One was just a penne noodle, and then maybe like a bow tie pasta in the background watermarked, and then a C and an O, you know, um, what is it? What, what are the circular ones? The cir- circular? What are the circular noodles? Circular noodles? Definitely not. Let's name some noodles. <laughs> Ravioli. <laughs> Roundular <laughs> noodles. I don't know. Is there is there a perfect ring noodle? Yeah, there's a ring noodle. No, Tor- tortellini. Tortellini, right? That's, that's SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs is that's the, It's Italian. <laughs> I think he's, he's raging against SpaghettiOs. He doesn't want you to remember that exists. It's, uh, I think, a nice tortellini, although I don't think they have that at Noodles. My favorite is the pasta fresca, Mr. Noodles person. Okay. Yes. Okay, so we, we just want pasta a heaping fresca bowl with chicken. of pasta fresca. 
in the shape of a maybe a triangle with snow snow on top. That that's we'll take that. Yeah, love it. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, let's let's kill this noodle, okay. noodle well, logo. Do, do you the, have more? To, do you well, want to? Do you have I, more to say? What else is going on? I, I have something that I've been following. I don't know if you guys heard. And speaking of, to segue into this, okay. uh, people coming from the private sector and working, moving into the state government. Uh, Max Potter, who is the longtime senior editor and award-winning magazine writer for the, 5280. The pride of 5280. The Maximilian Potter. Uh, you guys are familiar with him, right? Like sure. Big, writes all the big feature stories, wins all the national magazine awards, and kind He's of put... done um, his job very well for a long time, at least from a third-party observation yeah, standpoint. Yeah, he kind of put 5280 on the map as for, um, for some of these long feature stories and stuff like that. Well, he just uh, recently left 5280, quit 5280, and then about a month later, they made this announcement that he was joining the governor's office what? As a, uh, in their communications department. Well, it's just like Cal Penn leaving uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and joining the Obama campaign. It's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. But, here, but here's kind of the, precisely the same. Here's the way that he kind of got in there was that he actually – one of the big stories that he wrote for 5280 was following the – Following Governor Hickenlooper around for, for his first for like an entire for his for entire year. first year and for he his wrote entire this huge first epic story. So then he left 5280s like, hey, any way I can sort of get a job? Uh, is that is that really story. how, or or is it that the the governor came to him and said, look, hey, you're you're on the market. I know your talents. I want you to help me. No, from from the way it's been described, is he he was already determined to leave uh, leave 5280, okay. and he had already quit. And then I think he was he reached out to to the hick so so as far as you know if i had to choose between former noodle man noodle king right uh and and max potter as far as someone who's going to create a cohesive message of what colorado should be Hmm. i'm gonna go with max i gotta go with max i don't know the noodle guy might be really good he might be he you know he i feel like we shouldn't underestimate starch-based product tycoons you, well, perhaps. I mean, especially someone if if he can convince someone to pay nine dollars for mac and cheese, what Dude, can he do for good. us as a state? It is pretty amazing what he they've could got, do for they've us. They've got as a those state. those soda machines where you can pick like diet walnut, the chestnut, crazy space, soda, the crazy space yeah. uh, soda idea. Machines. Square noodles, <laughs> square noodles. Ooh, see, representative of Colorado, rectangle noodle. noodle. Yeah, cut, cut lasagna noodles in the shape of the state of Colorado. Maybe the state. Of Colorado in wavy lasagna noodle shape. So wait, but back to Max Potter. I gotta say this because <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was read. They had this blog post in the Denver Post, um, and this is what totally blew my hair back. Was it says uh, Max Potter's salary of one uh, one hundred thirty thousand dollars? Yes, is a quote significant pay cut from his full time salary at the magazine. So. Not only is he sure. making one hundred and thirty thousand dollars yes. uh, in yes. this communications job, but he was actually making more than one hundred and thirty thousand dollars at fifty two eighty. A, a significant pay cut. I mean, I I could not believe that. I mean, I figured probably Max might be making close to six figures or something like that as a senior editor. Oh but, no, I knew. I mean, that was it was such a big deal when he first was brought in. I mean, that is insane. How much I I never could imagine a writer you as, know, a, a as a magazine as a writer or editor was making that, like two hundred thousand dollars. Like that is totally uh, unheard of. Well, I'll tell you that for for one hundred thirty thousand dollars, you could hire. 13 writers <laughs> to work full time. Well, but the question is, the question is, is, you know, how much, and I don't know that day to day operations of, of kind of who is, you know, 
had the oars, hands on the oars. But, uh, you know, I don't know how much freight Max was hauling on the day-to-day stuff with layout or, outline, you know, layout and, and article assignments and all that stuff and just straight-up editorial. I mean, if he did a lot of it, then it could affect it a lot. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, now he'll be doing it for the hick. Listeners, if you, if you want to let us know what you think of the Colorado brand or Max Potter leaving, uh, please, uh, if, or if you ever want to share a news story with us, rant about something we said or shower us with gifts of square noodles, square noodles, oh, uh, give us some tortellini and, and some tor- tortellinis shaped uh, that spell Colorado. Uh, please leave a comment on denverdiatribe.com, like us on Facebook or drop a line at seven two zero two eight two yell. That's Y E L L. Have have you guys recent heard about the there's some tragedy going on right now at the Denver Zoo. This year, for whatever reason, at the Denver Zoo, three lions, the one uh, most recently one on uh, July 23rd, three lions have died from cancer at the Denver Zoo. What? And they have two more that there're still five, there're still five that are there and two of those lions uh are also Probably one definitely has cancer and one is So four of the five lions at the zoo in Denver have cancer and three died? Three. There used to be eight. Three died from cancer this year. Uh, One in February, one in June, one in July. Another one definitely has cancer. Another one is acting kind of strange. And then there are three left that are real young and they're fine. I mean, are they saying that this, there's there's a connection between all of these things? Is it just is it just a complete coincidence? That seems like a lot, doesn't it? So so I brought this. Wonder, you know, I yeah. this this is kind of a sad topic. It's not you know I don't really like to go on the on the sad side of things, but uh, but because Jared, you're here, yeah. and you you you're so good with the conspiracies. I was wondering if you had any takes on this. Well, the first thing that came to mind for me is uh, uh, Duck Pond Lake. Mm. Have you guys ever been to Duck Pond Lake? It's, it borders the right by uh, the zoo, right by the zoo, and it is just filled with so much toxic bird shit, goose shit floating in there. It uh. smells awful. <laughs> I've always thought that that could have some like really dangerous. If the water source is a talk, toxic goose shit pond, that might that could be it. That could <laughs> that, be. That could, could be it, just that simple. Could it be the <laughs> the radiation from all the 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 special? new eco-friendly uh, in energy initiatives that are going on at the zoo. Could it be something in the zebra meat? Oh, man. Could, are they feeding something to the zebras? Is it, are yeah. they feeding the like zebras genetically the modified corn? Oh, I see. I see and then the, then the lions are eating the zebras and then, and then getting sick. No, yeah. really, uh, what the official word is, no, the lions are just old. Uh, yeah. And, it could and, be like a lion outbreak where in the quarantined eight lion population of the Denver Zoo, like the, un, the mapping of the human slash overall genome could be taking place where it's like, oh, my God, this is like an epidemic just at the zoo. And we could really be finding out that there's some environmental, like some sort of mutation happening. You, had, you do have to wonder. I mean, sure. You, granted, uh, these are these are older lions. Uh, you know, the, you've got Abraxas, you've got Gary, you've got Penelope, <laughs> you've got Zanzibar. Which one's died? <laughs> N- Natal. Okay. Uh, Natal, no who idea. would have been 16 years old. Um, uh, you've got Rian. So Natal died. Uh, and Tawny. Yes, these are the three that have died. I just died want everyone year. at home to be understand which ones are dead. N- Natal's N- dead. Natal is dead. Rian is dead. Okay. Tawny is dead. God damn it. Damn it. Tawny. Tawny. It's like... 
You got to wonder, I just imagine Tawny in a jean skirt. <laughs> just a lion on the hood of a car listening to White Snake. <laughs> really, and that's, that's got to be a health hazard unto itself, so I'm really concerned about that. Uh, but no, they, uh, they're, they're saying it's age, but it does seem strange that cancer is the one thing that's, that's killing all of them. Yeah, there has to be other things that can And at the same time. Well, there's car- carcinogens provoking the cancer, so what the hell's going on? What, yeah, or like, did I wonder? I'd be wonder if those lines came from like a, like from the jungle or from wherever, exposed to something environmentally wherever they're from. Yeah, it's very strange. Is is this a situation that it's going to get so bad that uh, there will be no more lions? And will they will they get concerned and stop having lions at the zoo? Because you know, talking about branding, the lion, the big maned male lion, is the the logo for the Denver Zoo. Right. So, Ooh, yeah. So if let's let's say that all those lions did die, something happened, and they had to replace them with a different animal. What should the Denver Zoo replace as its new logo? Mm. A penguin. A well, penguin. You like yeah. the penguins? I love. The Jared penguins. likes the penguins. I feel like isn't there? There's a wild animal sanctuary out east that has like forty tigers. Yeah. yeah, and I think some lions and stuff there. I wonder if maybe they could help just pick that, up a few, help that dude out because I'm sure I feel like that, I don't know much about that operation, but I know it's largely donor driven, and maybe just help How the tiger man. Donate a tiger? You're like I don't know. Give it like a, like an old car. He can always have a lion carte around. blanche to come visit. I mean, if, I mean, what zoo officials really need to stop doing is stop importing their lions from Chernobyl and Fukushima. Yeah, right. You know, you should really, you should really the the Fukushima wildlife sanctuary is not a place where you, you want to get you your can't animals. have nuclear lions what's next skinks in the reptile house what are we going to see a worm snake turnover what are you going to see a, a a teacup zebra die i mean where does this end i feel like maybe a full lockdown on zoo employees background check nsa intervention let's make sure we don't have a mole in the zoo guys that, actual mole. Actual. I think there is like a mole. The mole. Actual, are we talking Who is fucking with our zoo? <laughs> this is bullshit, and everyone should be more outraged. And thank God you guys are all over it all the time yep. with these topics. Because fucking a, if the if one more lion dies, I just found out five minutes ago, and I'm already up to here with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if a hippo, you know, fucking gets cancer, something's wrong. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I like penguins though, as yeah. far as logos go. They smell too much. It doesn't really make they sense smell, that we would be I, lions I, or penguins. I like the penguins regionally. a lot, too, and I've had some close encounters with the penguins at the zoo, uh, like back behind-the-scenes encounters with the penguins, and they are really fascinating creatures, but they smell awful. Yep. I, I, can't, I can't have that. I feel like also, they're way cool. And Sorry, go ahead, Ron. No, also, it, penguin in Colorado just seems out of place. Shouldn't, shouldn't we choose the most exotic native animal we have? I'm yeah. not exactly sure. Or what they that should is. just raise like a quarter of a mile of, of homes next to the zoo and just have a big prairie dog pit and let the let the uh, kids there's so many prairie dogs anyway. And just let the kids run around and you know, feed them from their hand and you can wear special gloves, they'll probably be fine. But get, get around and mix it up with the animals is all I'm saying. You're, 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 Touch the animals. You're making light. You're making funnies right now. <laughs> but in my hometown of Roswell, New Mexico, the, my hometown zoo, 
all prairie dogs. almost entirely <laughs> prairie dogs. Oh my they have God. raccoons in cages. That's how good my zoo was as a child. That's why the aliens went there because they loved them too. They loved them too. All right. Well, let's 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 move on from. No, the no. Ones. I think we should. I want to talk about zoos. And yeah. Continue talking about I, it. I feel until like this bullet line stop dying. You hear that, Denver? We yeah. are going to continue talking about this. Now, this is very meta, but we could do. This is not an- going away. We should get a. You know, we should get a zookeeper. I know. I know uh, a zookeeper in the primate uh, village. Uh, we could have her come on. I would be willing to donate at least one full 24-hour period of my time, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way, to do a Denver Diatribe podcast-a-thon live stream to to witch hunt down. By the end of the day, we get a bunch of people, we get a couple of mics, we get a stream set up, and we run into that zoo, and we don't come out until we figure out what's going on. What's going on, or at least a cure for lion cancer. I mean, what... what is a tapir going to keel over? <laughs> what are we going to deal with a marsupial loss? What's it going to take? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I'm, mean, are the possums in the nocturnal area just going to fucking shit the bed and be dead all of a sudden? What's the deal? The porcupines, yeah. all their needles go soft. <laughs> this is not acceptable. We can't have this happen. We got to protect the other animals. Yeah. All right. and, and luckily, since we will continue talking about this forever, we'll forever. never actually get a chance to post the podcast. <laughs> oh, so people you're right. We should let brevity. Let's. We should. <laughs> we can come back to it. All right. Uh, uh, as much as they're going to regret this, this week's episode is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Woo! Uh, Illegal Pete's uh, this year mouth. will be an official food ve- food vendor at Tour de Fat Denver. Uh, which will be taking place on September 7th at City Park. So make sure you go have yourselves a burrito while you're getting um, inappropriately intoxicated on your bike. Oh, man. Uh, let's, let's move on to talk about why we're really here. Because um, really all, that. That, uh, all the rest of that was just a buildup. I thought we were here to enjoy this space. You guys are spoiled and don't even, you're already jaded. You don't know what you have. This, I would just sit in here. At, at any, you know, you're presuming I don't. Okay, well, <laughs> if you have a key fob to this room in the Daniel's Tower, I would just hang out. Uh, no, see, I was actually surprised, Andy, uh, that you had not been in this room before because I sort of assumed that the High Plains Comedy Festival was was at least not not fully born here, but perhaps you know partially birthed. Like the placenta of the in comedy festival came room? out of came out of this space. Oh, but maybe it was just downstairs in the in the illegal Pete's offices. So, I guess I guess I need to ask how did how the hell did this comedy festival come about? I'm not attributing it to this, but sometimes you know you're intoxicated or you're at a gathering and you start making plans like opening a hardware store together or you know getting married or going on a trip. And uh, so everyone in the scene at some point or another, I think, not everyone, but a a good chunk of people have sort of pontificated, wouldn't it be great to have a comedy festival? And there's a bunch of us that at various times have sort of talked amongst ourselves about doing those things. And one pairing of those people, which was me and Adam Caton Holland, uh, at some point uh, a couple years ago, just decided, like, look, we can do this uh, at the end of the summer. And... uh, that was a really long way to get to. Uh, Adam and I were just talking about it, and Adam was talking with uh, with uh, a couple other people here in town too about it, and we just decided to really put a date on the calendar and 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 shoot for it the ideal time of when we would want to do it and have it every year. And we felt like the end of the summer in Denver is just beautiful, right before school gets back in, or like right around then at least before everyone loses their mind over football and doesn't care about anything. It seems like a logical progression of some of the other things that are happening with 
obviously the great clubs in town like Comedy Works and the Improv and uh, a lot of the independent shows, weeklies, monthlies, the good folks at the Deer Pile, Kristen Rand's show, you know, um, Kevin O'Brien's got a great show. Like there's, there's just a bunch of them, too many to name. And then of course the Grawlix monthly show, something that, um, I'm involved with a lot. So there's just all that, there's just thirst and hunger, I think in the market for it. And it seemed like now's the time to do it. So, so Andy, you, we're, we're friends, right? Dude, come on. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, but, Ronnie Deedles. But, but just, life. but just because you are, we are I'm friends. not, I'm not going to let you off easy. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with the hard questions. So, okay. so if you go, if you go online, if you go onto the high plains comedy festival website, sure. uh, there's, there's some promotional videos from, uh, from your, your partner, Adam Caton, <laughs> right, right, right. Where, is he, where he's referring to this as Denver's first comedy festival. And I, I happen to know a, a group of, uh, most almost homeless men, uh, by by the names of the Fine Gentlemen's Club, uh, uh, who, who they all have homes. <laughs> they all have homes. That uh, that have have in the past had uh, a a festival called uh, Too Much Funstable. Right. So so I'm not I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to I'm not going to fight the, the the differences. But I do I would like to ask what are the differences. Uh, how how is this going to be a different festival than Denver has seen before? Well, there's and, also the laugh tracks. Uh, well, yeah, and, laugh and, track. la- and laugh track, laugh track comedy festival, which was pre- predominantly a film festival that also included comedy. So I'm it's about I'm yeah, it was about it half and half. I mean, there was a lot more of a film element with that, sure, because of the Knicks Brothers involvement. So so there there were these other things going on, and uh, I'm just wondering how did how do you distinguish? The difference. What what makes this an official comedy festival? In a way that you know you and Adam, who have been to other larger comedy festivals in other cities, sure. would understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it goes back to the progression point. Um, there's been some things in the press relative to it being the the quote first stand up festival and so forth, and how that's been ca- been couched or presented or how it's stated in the, in the video. And I think what really you know, I, I think we're we we certainly are accountable for that. <laughs> um, to your point of holding us to the fire, Ron, because um, yeah, there's been some other um, really fun festivals in town. I mean, I was part of Laugh Track last year. Actually, oh no, I was on the we, Diatribe. We were, we were I was too. on the Diatribe that time. Yes, so you that's were. technically this is technically my third time. Yeah, because we did the live panel. That's right. At the that's Laugh right. Track, which was super fun. Podcast versus Twitter was the debate we had. Yeah, yeah, right. And we lost because you just default slayed us, actually, (laughs) (laughs) because it was a podcast. And Ron shut us down. Think about who the information is controlled by, guys, listening to this podcast. (laughs) But no, um, yeah, Too Much Funstival by the Fine Gentlemen's Club was super fun the last couple of years. And they've done a a really good job expanding that. And Laugh Track was super fun and, and run by other really good close friends, the Knicks brothers and, and some other guys. And, uh, you know, we just, what, what's different hopefully is the scope of it. And, mm-hmm. and it's really the next step of hopefully trying to get a lot of those comics, all the fine gentlemen are on, are on the, in this very involved in this uh, festival. Um, and really trying to get the Denver comedy scene and the Denver comics that are here. It was, um, Adam was quoted in the paper saying it was like damn near impossible to, pick the comics and it it really is a because we're you know hopefully friends with a lot of great comics on a friend level but b there's just a hell of a lot of really good comics you know and young limited, or old newer newer seasoned yeah and there's limited space so there's only you know four venues three of which are like showcase venues the high dive is we're gonna have shows you know about a hundred plus person venue 
you know, Three Kings is going to be a slightly larger venue, and then the Gothic is the biggest venue. And then we're going to have a lot of Denver comics on a mic at the Hornet, um, which turned out to be a great spot um, to really jam some people in for um, the UMS preview show we did this year. It was really fun and successful and a blast. So it really proved, I think, that that space could be could be cool. And then we're going to have a bunch of podcasts, too. So this, this in, in some total, I think this festival is trying to drag the Denver folks together on stage with, with you know, 20, 25 out-of-town, top-shelf, amazing comics that you've seen on Comedy Central and movies or, you know, wherever, whatever else their credits are, Conan, et cetera. So when you talk about the scope, is it kind of like the comedy fest? There's certain comedy festivals that are very, like, uh, regional to a city, sure. kind of more provincial uh, but then there's the big, there's like the, what, what are the big comedy festivals in the U S sure. the, um, there's, well, Bridgetown is a big one and, and that's in Portland. And we somewhat modeled it after Bridgetown cause it's really like comedy summer camp to what you're saying about being sort of provincial. It's got a real Portland feel to it. There's, it's grown into like 10 or 12 venues, but the, the gothics of their town are incorporated. The Baghdad theater is super cool and so forth. And then there's the moon tower comedy festival in Austin. Right. That's sort of growing. I mean, Montreal Just for Laughs, Just for Laughs is the prestigious one, actually, that Andrew Orvidal just did for the first time, which is great and so deserved because he's amazing. And um, and then Ben and Adam have done that before. Ben Kronberg has done it here. Ben Roy, excuse me, and Adam Caton Holland, and Ben Kronberg's done it so far. So there's a lot of uh, those national and international festivals that exist. But, you know, we're, yeah, we're definitely trying to bring a little Denver those, flavor I mean, to it. They're as much about entertainment, but they're also kind of sort of as industry things, right? Right. Like people, agents will go and fly there. People will go there. You're, you're, their people are there in industry thing, making deals and trying to find new yeah. people. Is that kind of what you ho- are, hope will kind of emerge here or, is, or become? Is it gonna get, are we going to get any heat? Get, <laughs> is the heat coming to Let's, Denver? Let me be clear about this. I just checked the weather report, and it is going to be filled with heat. Uh, that hot, weekend, hot, hot. it is going to be a heat wave. No, I mean there's there's definitely some uh, definitely some industry that's coming. It won't be anything like just for laughs or um, in Chicago or Montreal necessarily, but um, yeah, we've got there are some some agents and, and producers and people coming to the festival that we're aware of. Some of them are actually going to help us run a couple of the stages, so that's kind of fun. Oh, nice! But right. um, it won't, Jared. To your point, it won't obviously initially be that. Um, industry ish but i think that denver stands a chance to grow into that um in a lot of levels i mean it's one of the easiest things about it bringing in those comics that are either friends or friends of friends into town for you know a a, a good raid and things like that is that you know we're a couple hundred dollar plane flight from los angeles right you know and uh it's a couple hours and a couple hundred dollars so you know it really the pipeline to Denver and LA back and forth. Actually, Adam Caton Holland is in LA right now. He just did the meltdown last night and Louis, he, he was the headliner for that night. But then I think all the other acts got bumped. Louis CK dropped in Daniel Tosh, Greg Barrett, Drew Carey, he, he, all those guys op- opened for Adam last night at the meltdown. <laughs> and then Orvidal's, Orvidal's there now. I know uh, Ben's on the road. So there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gateway from LA to Denver, not all the comics are coming from LA, but a lot of them are. And, um, it's just an easy thing to do now at this point. Sure. But I, I don't know what the goal is like industry heat. You know what I mean? But I think it I think it can morph into that. Hopefully if the quality is good enough, I think that it's certainly our goal long term is to make a sustainable festival that highlights Denver because we feel like Denver deserves it. So that's the goal. Yeah. Okay. How about, uh, 
how about for folks that want to go um, what should, what should they be looking for? It, you know, if you've, if you've been here in town, you're probably getting pretty familiar with the names of the local art, local acts, but who of the, the out of towners, uh, who should folks be really sure. watching for? Sure. Um, okay. Well, just, just to lay the groundwork a little further, there's, there's two days of the high plains comedy festival. It'll be Friday, August 23rd and Saturday, August 24th. You can buy tickets at highplainscomedyfestival.com. Follow us on Twitter at highplainscf. Stands for clusterfuck. Um, and uh, but there, there's a lot of um, like like you said. There's obviously tons of Denver folks, and there's some really big names that you definitely have heard of on a national level, and then some other names that are uh, they're amazing names, but you might not just not know them. So headlining the festival on Saturday night, we've got a really awesome show um, headlined by Reggie Watts who actually is from Great Falls, Montana. Um, so he's a Western guy, but lives in New York now. And uh, so Reggie will be headlining that show. And then, you know, um, earlier in the evening, we've got a Grolic show that will have Kyle Kinane on it. Yeah, Kate Berlant's going to be that night. Um, we just added Brendan Walsh to the festival. He's hilarious. Um, Sean Patton, Kurt Brownoller, Andy Wood, Brian Cook, Beth Stelling, Cameron Esposito. Did I say Matt Bronger? Howard Kramer. Uh, Matt Knudsen, um, Noah Gardenswartz, our friends from Omaha, Ian Douglas Terry and, and Zach Peterson, who now lives in Chicago, Stephanie Haas, Kevin White. There's a ton of people. Jake Wiseman is hilarious. He's one of my favorites, and I'm, we've never met, but I'm excited to meet him. Amber Tozer, who is a Colorado-grown uh, but L.A. successful she's comic. She's been on the podcast. She's been on the podcast before. Early. She's, a, she's an old-school podcaster. She's from, like, in the in the first 15 episodes yep. or something, or first 50 for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like, we I feel her. like I remember that. Yeah. 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 I, I think Early, I listened we to made, Really? We yeah. were yeah. responsible. You made Amber Tozer. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It took a lot <laughs> of Mondo uh, <laughs> to make that happen. We made, we made her like they, in weird science, you know, where they put balls oh, yeah. on their heads saying, and, uh, <laughs> I, that's what I type of Amber and I are going to have a crazy dance off when she's here. We've already arranged it. So that's a little tease for the festival. Now, now is this whenever I think festival summer festival in Colorado, I'm thinking this all day long thing with tarps <laughs> and, and people in blankets. When, what's the actual hours of operation here? When, when are things actually going to yeah, be Yeah, What going we want on? to do is we want everyone to look outside, see that it's 85, 90 degrees and calm as hell and just wonderful. We want to take everyone from outside. We want to get them inside, get them indoors, cram them indoors, get them indoors in August. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. still light outside. Get them in stinky darkness. Uh, certainly not implying any of our lovely venues to be stinky. Just really more of a comedy reference. But yeah, no, we want them inside. We want them packed in. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. the question again what? exactly? <laughs> I just got excited about jamming people in, taking them in from the outdoors into the so darkness. Take them, take them to the, <laughs> bring, them, bring them out of the light and into the darkness. That's, that's, no. Yeah, no, it's not, uh, no, it's what, not what an outdoor is tarp it, fest. Is it an all-day all thing? Or is it it is. Be, okay. If you like, want to just do the fest all weekend from the starting, starting blocks to the finish line, Start 4 o'clock Friday, August 23rd at the High Dive. And for about 90 minutes, Andrew Orvidal and Robert Rutherford, who are my counterparts in a fake acapella dubstep group called the Mouth Steppers, run this amazing storytelling show that you guys have highlighted before. We, been a we, part produ of, we produce and, it. And actually produce so, it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Full disclosure, I guess. So that's a free show. And then it really starts with stand-up at 6 o'clock. So there'll be shows that night at the High Dive on Friday. There will be shows at the Three Kings on Friday. There will be three shows there also. There will be a Hornet 
color, uh, Denver mic is what we're calling it. The Hornet Denver mic will be all are primarily Denver comics that either live here or actually we have quite a few that um, have moved somewhere and are coming back. Brett Hiker's coming in from New York. He does a lot of work on big movies, um, you know, the Avengers and Lone Ranger and stuff um, on the crew side of things. And um, he'll be back, Dave Clay. Some of these other guys that have moved on are actually literally flying back just to do sets, which is awesome. So the Hornet will be Friday night also. And then uh, Kevin O'Brien and Taylor Gonda have an, uh, another great podcast called These Things Matter. And they'll be doing a live podcast that night at Mutiny Now, which is across the street from the High Dive. Is there, is there etiquette to engaging a, a better-known comic? Uh, are, there, are there rules as far as how you talk to them? Because, you know, with, with sports, I think with sporting athlete, sports athletes, uh, with sports stars, they are sort of, it's sort of understood you can sort of just run up and stand next to them and take a photo. Right, there's less barriers. Sort there of. are fewer barriers. With actors, it's the opposite. There are huge barriers, even if they're like in the grocery store. Uh, what's, where, where do comics lie? Like if I want to, if I would like a lock of Reggie Watts' hair, <laughs> how, how would I go about doing that without actually offending him? Yeah, I think depending on the stature of the comic, I mean, if a comic's a dick, you know, that's kind of on the comic, to be honest. Sometimes comics are tired or they don't, you know, you don't want to be constantly harassed. You just don't always want to talk to people. So people should be very cognizant that these are real people that talk all the time and are up late at night all the time and have regular families and things like that, a lot of them. Um, but, I mean, most of them people are people. So as long as you're not just obnoxiously quoting movie lines or stand-up lines and, oh, isn't that hilarious? then you're usually okay. Just be people. Just be cool, chill out, and everything will be fine. That's what Adam... Uh, you should definitely check out Adam Caton Holland's video that he made that Jim Hickox helped shoot and cut together, uh, or did shoot and cut together, and uh, the, the festival coach that he put together was basically saying, you know, let's keep it cool, guys. Don't act, act like you've been to the dance before. Don't be an ass. You can find that video on funnierdie.com. Real fast, the Saturday oh, you, lineup. Oh, you're going for the, more. The Saturday lineup... Okay, go on. Okay, is, is a little different. The Saturday lineup is we've got a show at Three Kings early in the night, headlined by Howard Kramer and Jan with a bunch of other amazing comics. And then um, Saturday, overlapping by an hour, we've got the Grolic show at the Gothic, 7 to 9, and Reggie Watts' show, um, 10 to midnight. Um, you can buy those tickets at highplainscomedyfestival.com. The real t- the value piece to get would be one of the day passes or the full festival pass because like let's say you want to um, see the Grolics and Reggie Watts at the Gothic you can just go buy a Saturday pass if you can't go Friday if you want to just go Friday and, and, and drink and whoop it up and see comics on South Broadway on Friday buy the Friday pass it's super cheap you get into all the shows there is the caveat it's a little bit first come first serve because if the high dive is jammed you, we've set it up so you can just go right across the street to Three Kings so and then I just to hoard up one more second, um, <laughs> the sponsors I wanted to thank, um, Virgil Dickerson and Pete Turner to Legal Pete's have been so instrumental in helping us put this together. Um, Kayvon Kalatbari from Sexy Pizza and Denver Relief has been great. We also have Drambui um, and Odell's Brewing Company on board, so big thanks to them. Mixed. Drambui and Odell's mixed. Oh, yeah. It's pretty tasty. So last question. Sure. What if I wanted to start up my own comedy festival this weekend Mm -hmm. and call it Colorado's First Comedy Festival? (laughs) That will actually be the name of it. I don't know where we we get off with our noses in the air saying first anything, okay? 
this is just going to be a great comedy festival, guys. And if if at any point there was language that was offensive to anyone else, let's all hug it out wherever we are the next time we see each other because that's bullshit and everyone loves everybody and we're all going to go open a hardware store together. And we're probably going to get out to the zoo that day and find those people who are killing the fucking lions. <laughs> Injecting them with tumors. Yeah, what's the deal? All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to a little love and hate. Uh, Jared, you got any love and hate this I, week? Well, I have a hate, of course. It <laughs> has to do with, uh, man, the, the construction on Highway 36 to Boulder. Have you guys driven this route? Oh, I mean, it is. I, it I'm is, on board for that hate. It, it is, is so bad. So yesterday I was driving home. It's like 7 o'clock, and you're just corralled on both sides the, with, with just these medians. So there's no place to pull over. There's no, like, wiggle room when you're driving 70 miles an hour. And I got a flat. A car just, like, one of my front tires just totally went flat. Ugh. And there was nowhere to pull over. And so I'm driving. And finally I find this, like, little sliver of a median to finally pull over. And I'm just sitting there. And I couldn't really change my tire, right? Because you can't get out and no, get run over yeah, by a semi. Yeah, and no, I didn't know what to do. You, you always see those courtesy patrol things, uh, but they, they were, they're never around and you need them. There's no, there's no like number to call. And so I sat there for like 20 minutes, just like an idiot, not knowing what to do. Uh, and then finally I just had to like crawl out outside my car and change my tire with like laying on the ground, changing my tire with semis driving three feet away from my head at like 60 miles an hour. It was totally terrifying. Jeez. So, so your hate is on the flat tire, or on the road, or the situation, or Ron? Were you listening to anything <laughs> I was saying? <laughs> Ron my was hate, looking at all the marble moldings and my, just lost himself in the my in the wainscot about the construction. These, these Fukushima tigers that, <laughs> and lions that we keep recruiting here into Colorado, and the fact that the Colorado Department of Transportation is diverting money away from our roads and putting them into uh, contaminating the Duck Lake Pond. <laughs> well, they need, they need all that space on US 36 <laughs> for drawing diagrams of potential logos for the state. Yes. So, yeah. so it makes sense to me. All right. All right. Uh, Andy, do you have any love or hate this week? Sure, sure. Definitely want to love the Denver comedy scene. Let's all blow each other all the time. Um, and let, let's not snipe and backbite. Let's really blow each other. I mean, not, I don't know if we need to do that, but you know what I mean. I know, I know let's toot mean. each other's horn, guys. Let's yank each other's crank. But actually, that my love uh, specifically this week is for the Knicks brothers. Uh, I'd like to proclaim my love for them on the Denver Diatribe. We did a uh, 48-hour film festival project this past weekend where myself, Andrew Orvidal, Chris Charpentier, and the Knicks brothers wrote something on Friday night. Um, you get a prop, a genre, a line of dialogue, and a character you have to incorporate into a film. You get the rules on Friday night at 7.30. You turn in a completed film less than seven minutes uh, by Sunday at 7.30. And we shot it all day Saturday with an amazing tight crew, Matt Corliss, Ryan Bracken, some other great people that do a lot of stuff with us. And then those guys crushed the keys on Sunday and edited it like crazy. Randy Washington wrote an amazing Amazing score. So I just want to plug our 48-hour film festival project starring Chris Charpentier and Kristen Rand uh, called Love to Hate. And you'll see that online here shortly. How 
appropriate yeah. that it was called Love to Hate. I, I, uh, I'm gonna. You guys gonna, did that on purpose, didn't you? I just, didn't even just know. You said it was a love and a hate, and be able to tie it all together. That is amazing. It's yeah. about coworkers that just pick at each other, guys, and they shit on each other, and they realize, uh oh, when one of them goes away, maybe they shouldn't be so ungrateful that the, that person is such a shithead because maybe they're part of the fabric and the tapestry of their lives, guys. See, we're on deep. Dude. Yeah, when Jared's gone, maybe do a little less bitching, because when Jared comes back, I think we all know that there's a bond that's been here since Boulder for years together with you guys. Long time. Long and, time. And uh, yeah. maybe it's okay to feel okay about friendship. Yep. I like where you're going with this. I'm, go- I'm going to – I have two, two quick loves. First, I'm going to love on all the crazy wild uh, fruits. I've been foraging in the Colorado, Colorado wilderness. Uh, over the last three weekends, I have eaten wild strawberries, cra- uh, raspberries. Uh, there are these flowers called bluebells, and you can eat the leaves. They taste kind of like green beans. And wax currant, which is a new addition to mine, uh, to my foraging repertoire. Where are you doing that this? I just learned about all over the mountains. They're That's everywhere. Great. Just go out, any, any bright red berry, <laughs> pop it in to see what happens. <laughs> No, they, they really are. Especially I, for those, those kids under the age of 18 with no parental supervision. Ron Doyle says, get out in the mountains, start grabbing at the brush, put it in your mouth, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, there's just so much you don't know about Ron. <laughs> you know? He is like a, an encounter when you're up there in the mountains. He's wearing this sarong, riding a, riding a mountain goat. Uh, just, just bugling and there's like birds landing on his shoulders and he's picking bluebells and eating them. This was me last Thursday night on the Colorado trail. Do you really change your, um, wardrobe at all or not really? No, no, I'm, I basically wear, I feel like that would really, I wear the, I wear the same pair of swimming trunks and like polypropylene t-shirt for a full weekend when I go You got a wick away, sweat free tee. Are you by yourself? No, no, no. Is it like a walkabout? Oh, it's something about yourself. Is, is Paul Hogan there? <laughs> it is not. It is not a walkabout. No. <laughs> is it a true walkabout? <laughs> no. And then, and then my other my other love is uh, on Confluence Denver, a new online publication at confluence denvercom uh, They're basically doing what we would like to do with Denver Diatribe uh, in written form and doing it way better. So go check them out. They're they're great. Very it's, cool. It's a very cool publication. Very cool. So. Um, can I do one more? I know I'm just whoring it up hard, but this is for a good cause. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to mention one Cause, more cool thing. Causes. Um, there's a guy online who goes by Baxter Baxter, who I think you're aware of that, um, does Zeta K house and does a bunch of the, this ain't no cow town benefit compilations of yes. musicians and comics in town. Yes. Yes. And the one that's out right now, volume five and five and a half, I think five is music and five and a half is comics. I told a very disgusting story on that. You should go download it. Sam Talent's on it. Nathan Lund's on it. A bunch of other comics. It's great. Um, if you're into music, download that one because all the proceeds for that one go to help Mike Marchant, who is a great musician in town and a friend of everybody, um, get more medical care for cancer he's dealing with very bravely. So just wanted to plug that. And actually, I think on Bandcamp.com, the music cd was like in the top 10 in sales this week and then just as of like today i think the comedy one broke the top 10 so go buy that and support mike marchant's battle with cancer perfect thank you all right well that's all the love and aid we have for this week 
If you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL. That's 720-282-9355. Our theme music is by TJ Miller from his Extended Play EP, and our web hosting is provided by bluechannel.com. For more information about Denver Diatribe or any of our guests, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com, or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. Today we're going to leave you with a song. What a, can we do a song? We're going to do yeah, a we're going to do, do a song, a song uh, from from the album that we were just discussing. Acapella? Uh, not no. We're we're going to sing it right now together. No, uh, we'll we'll just play the music. You'll you'll hear it. Okay. It should be fading in right about now as I'm Perfect. speaking. Yeah. Uh, Listen I'm, to that music. Isn't that I nice? I love this song. Oh God, guys, this segue is smooth as fuck. I'm Ron Doyle on behalf of my co-hosts uh, and. Our guest, Andy Jewett. Thanks for listening. My frozen five-speed laying on the grass I never knew that their voices could be that loud and cross I rode against the wind till I got lost Oh!